Hi, this is Val Embrizade, and welcome to The House at Home. We are uh, creating a podcast. This is our first podcast. We are excited about this. We're going to be um, tackling uh, different uh, topics, uh, bringing the word home to you, bringing uh, word issues home to you. And so we're very excited about this. And this first week, uh, I have someone that is here, and I am so excited about her name is Karen Hart. And she's an amazing young lady, and she is wife, mom, recording artist. What don't you do? I've heard you preach too, so I think you're you're There's all a lot of the of things above. I don't do. <laughs> well, I think yeah, I think you've covered the spectrum. Anyway, we've got she's uh, here today, and we're gonna just be covering our first our first topic is really talking about mentorship, mm-hmm. and so. We're excited about that, and um, we've got our producer here, Anna Peterson, who is amazing. And so in we go. You ready for this, Karen? I'm ready. Let's do this. (laughs) So mentorship. Yeah. We have a story about mentorship. You do. (laughs) And the story began when you were 13. True, yeah. The very, very beginning of our story impressionable years of life yes and you didn't know me (laughs) I didn't it would be several years later that I would come to meet Mrs. (laughs) so you Mike was coming to your dad's church Mm -hmm. preaching uh seeing people get healed just sharing the word and then uh you were scared of him so very very scary well, when someone's moving in the prophetic, sometimes you... They, you... like, see all your sin. <laughs> and at 13, that's a big deal. There's a lot of sin happening at 13. <laughs> oh, wow. That could be a whole oh, subject. Oh, yes. So, so, but fast forward, you went to Northwest University. I did, Bible College, yep. Enrolled. Yes, yeah. so and then... freshman year... Um, Yeah, so I had known Mike through uh, my dad's church, and then years later, my older brother had connected with you guys. We were all living in Kirkland at the same time, and my brother was like, you need to meet Val, and I was like, okay. So we came over for dinner one night. I think we played poker. I was like, these people are cool. Um, There's no real money involved. It's okay. Um, Or was there? I think there was. Oh, I don't even remember. I think your other brother won it. Yes, so... First introduction to Val, um, and then through a series of conversations with my older brother, um, I was like, I think I just need a mentor. And he was like, you need to call Val. And I think we discussed this that I'm pretty sure he called you, (laughs) put me on speaker, put us on speaker. And I was like, Val, will you be my mentor? And it sounded exactly like that. It (laughs) was a little 18 year old little. Um, I don't really know you that well, but yeah, so that began our journey. Yeah, you came down on Wednesday nights. Mike and I were taking a sabbatical from working on a church staff and just redirecting our life to come down here and start our church, the House Northwest, and we... You know, I just, I can't do without young people in my life. I can't, I don't like life 
<laughs> without young people. And mm-hmm. I learned that in that season that no matter what we're doing, pastoring a church or, you know, whatever it is, I'm always drawn to, you know, just talking to and listening to and encouraging young people. And so that was that was a great beginning. And then we kind of lost touch. We moved. We came to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I remained at school. And then it was until I graduated from school and you kind of tracked me down. <laughs> I, I, I reconnected have, again. I, I might have been. I might have been labeled a, a, a stalker every once in a while. I don't know. No, you weren't a stalker yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> and then, so you were. So you'd come down to visit, but you were in a time of your life. It was hard time, yeah. tough time for you. Yeah. And your you had come down to visit a couple of times and brought some friends, and we'd had a great time. But then. I had contacted your brother, or you, he contacted me, and he, you guys had a, a big, a big event that happened yep. in your family's life, yeah. and it was pretty, it was pretty rough on you. Yeah, it definitely like knocked the wind out of us all, you could say. So my parents would start walking through a divorce, and I was like in shock, complete shock, and so kind of withdrew and <laughs> wasn't answering phone calls and. Um, yeah, I was just kind of in a zombie-like state, which I think anybody who doesn't see that coming would be in. And so, but thankfully you did reach out and you were like, come down and visit. And, um, (laughs) that's a whole nother story. (laughs) Um, and I ended up visiting and a couple months later I moved down. And I mean, there's a lot of things in between that time, but I can look back and see how God totally orchestrated that. And I remember, you encouraging me and just saying, you know, just come down and and heal and be around family and be around community and um, and that's exactly what it became and what it was for me. So that was huge. And ten years later, I'm still here. <laughs> and we have we, Karen has. I, I think the the pieces of the story of mentorship in this is are um, your participation. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought your gifting to the table. Um, we'll just take a little segue into the local church because the local church is the catalyst for the best part, uh, be- best type of mentorship mm-hmm. is through relationships in the local church. And um, you brought your giftedness to the table. And uh, we, as, as a church, we, we are like a family and um, you have great parents. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to yeah. say this. I want to say Karen, Karen's family is, is wonderful. Her brothers, she has three brothers. And, uh, you know, a little squirrely, but they're great. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're awesome. <laughs> they I love are. them. And, uh, and then her mom is a missionary mm-hmm. in Estonia. Mm-hmm. And just... I love her, and and her dad is is pastoring up in um, north of here in the in the Kelso area, and uh, they're they're wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a mentor does not replace parents. Right. A mentor holds a place of watching and encouraging, and sometimes having tough conversations. Mm-hmm. And but the joy of our what we've walked through and with other people, I think as well, that Mike and I've walked through is that we have, man, 
the joy, the thing we've gotten to do together. Mm-hmm. When you started, uh, we called you and said, will you play for the Wine to Water fundraiser yeah, to drill wells? And you played at that fundraiser at that bar we were having a church at. <laughs> Somebody people yeah. are listening to this for the first time, like, who are these poker-playing, bar-going <laughs> pastors? Um, but at Sports Church, we used the uh, the facility to do a Wine to Water event. You came up, how'd you, how many hours you play for, like, Oh gosh, I don't know. I just remember I did not have nearly enough music. <laughs> and but you got approached by uh yeah, uh owner of a local winery and yeah, good memory. I that was probably the first my first real like gig, paid gig. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't even like trying to go in that direction it just happened and you were helping us out in Bingen you're helping us Mm -hmm. with the ministry at the house and all of that time we just continued to walk through life connect um and well then this guy came around it's true and then he found you chased you down (laughs) literally (laughs) literally and you got married did and, you know, what a joy to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And then recently get to be there with baby Mac, mm-hmm. who is mighty little, wonderful man. Yeah. And uh, so, the, but that's the, I think that's the beauty of, of mentoring people is that when you invest in someone, you get to be a part mm-hmm. of these and you get to play a really important part. Yeah. You know, we got at your wedding, your brother did the ceremony. Mm-hmm. But we got to lead you in your first communion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what a, that mm-hmm. was so awesome. And to be there with you and to get to know uh, James's family. And then, you know, to be a part of the, um, just be a part of the winery thing. How we've used that yeah, for re- reaching people. church at the winery. We for have. Real. Yeah. <laughs> you would, uh, how many times did you play Oceans? I know. Um <laughs> so cool um so i i think that that is is just you know the the one of the coolest parts about you know being a a mentor is being able to share those moments yeah you know with your family yeah together and watch that growth yeah and so god is good but so so obviously we've told you know the the story of where we are today um, you, we still, uh, meet, we still talk, mm-hmm. <laughs> had a good conversation yesterday <laughs> and, uh-huh. but, the, but there's, there's three kinds of mentors and, and Karin, you've, it's not just been me in, in your life. I think you've learned to do that with others as mm-hmm. well. Uh, there are the people out there that you watch that you may never meet. Yeah. Um, they are the, 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 maybe someone that writes a book, a mm-hmm. Joyce Meyer, a mm-hmm. Christine Kane, mm-hmm. um, uh, Havila Cunningham, yeah, Benny Johnson. Mm-hmm. They can be people that you can follow. You can follow mm-hmm. the, and man, today with social media, the cool, one of the cool things is you can follow the example of their life. Yeah. And, uh, and you listen to what they have to say, read what they have to say. That is definitely a mentorship relationship. Mm-hmm. Then there are the people that open doors for you. Mm-hmm. And I can you, is there, has there been someone in your life that has been like a door opener for you that has introduced you to 
maybe people in the musical because you are a recording artist um, yeah um I think the biggest thing was just um maybe unintentionally but me seeking out a music instructor who became a mentor um and I think just because of that relationship it almost like open myself up to saying yes to more opportunities, mm-hmm. um, to going after things that were maybe a little more scary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say that they necessarily introduced me to like, you know, uh, big names or anything, but I think it's always been for me with music an internal, an internal like battle or yeah. struggle or like me just being um, confident enough to just go after it. And so mm-hmm. when I open myself up to a mentoring relationship with somebody who was musical, who could have feedback and be a sounding board and just encouragement um, and hold me to my ability and hold me Mm -hmm. to the gift um, he saw in me, then that almost caused me to, okay, I can do this. And then I stepped out a little bit more, stepped out a little bit more and have had some really cool opportunities just by saying yes to, to those that maybe I've gone after or somehow presented themselves to me. So, um, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's important. Whatever your giftedness is or whatever you're pursuing in life. Yeah. I think that when you, uh, when you, like if there's an area that you, for instance, there's an area at our church that I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, getting into in the area of emotional health. Mm-hmm. And so not necessarily that I want to become a counselor, but I want to develop things in our church where people can be a part of that and they can take responsibility for growing themselves. So I'm seeking out people in the area of Sozo and Genesis Process. Mm-hmm. Genesis Process we already have going in the house, but you know, the area, you know, the, the, the ministry of Sozo and I, I want to find out more about that. So I'm actually going on a trip next week and I'm going to be seeking out some people that I can connect with that will maybe open doors for me, mm-hmm. um, open me up to, you know, you know, things to connect mm-hmm. the house mm-hmm. with, um, or connect myself with to just expand in the area of helping people to facilitate their own personal, emotional, spiritual growth. Yeah. So I think that that's important. And then the, what we've been talking about, the personal mentorship, one-on-one meeting with someone regularly mm-hmm. and um, being intentional about that, mm-hmm. asking the Lord, who are those people? And, you know, how can I, you know, wh- who, who are you bringing along for me to do that? So what are the things that you think that made our relationship successful? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we I think the biggest thing was just I was willing. I was willing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a lot of people maybe get scared and run. <laughs> um, just because they, you know, when things start to surface about yourself or you realize, you know, you need to work on this or work on that or need to do some changing in some areas, um, you know, and that involves maybe some hard work um, or just, yeah, just the fact that it's change. I think a lot of people don't want to do it. And so you have to be a willing participant mm-hmm. and you don't do the work for me, you know, like you you present, okay, what about this? What about that? Let's think about this. And 
Um, I've said it before, but it's almost like for me, it was like you kind of like opened the box for me. Like I had a box around different ways of thinking and, you know, the church and my relationship with the Lord and all this stuff. And I think, you know, being a young 18 year old, like, yeah, you're just coming to like coming into your own and trying to figure out, figure it all out. And so um, just having somebody that would kind of not challenge in a negative way, but just, you know, get me really thinking about why I do what I do, you know, why I believe what I believe and then what, what the word says about it, you know, always bringing it back to the word because that's truth, ultimate truth. And so um, for me, it was just, um, yeah, I think you, we started out where you just were really like challenging me on, on my thoughts and my beliefs. And, and I think that's really important because that's what a mentor should do. Like Mm -hmm. check in with, Hey, so, you know, what do you think about this? And how are you doing with this? And well, what about this? And so, and I was willing to work on that and come back every week and not run run scared, (laughs) even though maybe I was at times, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's not necessarily easy, but if you want to get anywhere, if you Mm -hmm. want change, you got to, you know, do the work. So you had to do the work. I remember one specific thing, and I think this isn't, you know, I, I don't think, uh, I think when you moved down here, marriage was something that you were like, whoa, I can, the yeah. hurt, hurt, it was pretty raw. Yeah. You were like, my parents were pastors, mm-hmm. were Christians, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they had, and they got divorced. And I know that one of your thought patterns were, I just don't even, yeah. It was, it was for real. Yeah. And, and so that was an area and as a mentor. So from my side of it, I was like, how, how do I present marriage like Mm. in a different, in a different way? And it was funny because I was listening to the radio one morning and it was a local radio station and they were interviewing these two young men that were not married, that had gone on this quest to find marriages and I don't know if that book how much it affected you I remember it yeah and it was called like Project Everlasting yes Mm -hmm. and they had gone around the country and they had somehow randomly picked like 43 years married or something and they even said there are some people they interviewed which were oh these people should not be married but but they did all these people how they stayed married and there were different things like there was sickness and disease and 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 struggles with kids and infidelity and all these different things and yet Mm -hmm. these people had stayed married yeah and then they wrote a book off it two single guys and I was like that just intrigued me so I got the book and then I was like I'm I think this is a book for you but I think then also just saying you know whatever has been our family of origin and again we don't we just you know we we love your family now you have your story to write though mm-hmm. your brothers have their story to write yep. and that's what your parents want yeah and yeah. you are writing your story mm-hmm. and um you know so that i think is i think that that's you know an important just to, just to give an example and i think uh, there were some things about the word that you were kind of maybe not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Boy, I, I really want to be careful right now because there might be someone that went to that. <laughs> but I would ask you things. Like, well, what about this? And and then you would say, oh, I don't know. Or no, I've never heard of that. And I was like, really? Because that's... Well, and it's so, I'm sure it's still so common, but 
even then it was like there was never really you just and growing up in the church growing up with amazing parents but ministry parents and your parents are word people too i mean they're just believing okay well this is what it is and this is how it's done and this is what it says and you don't I didn't take the time for myself to like ask why or to dig it any deeper. I just accepted it, you know, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I, um, yeah. It had to become your truth. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's that pivotal age and season in life where I think, yeah, I left home and now I'm on my own and I got to figure this thing out and this faith needs to become my own and not my parents. And, um, I mean, I had a very... I feel like a very good relationship with the Lord, but it was like, okay, how do I make this my own now mm-hmm. and believe, um, and you know, figure out why I believe what I believe and, and not just because I was told it all my life or I sat in church and, you know, I need to know why. And so I think, yeah, you really helped me get to that place where, well, yeah, like <laughs> what does it mean when, you know, the word says this and how do we really apply that? And just, you know, there's certain verbiage that the church people in the church like to use that doesn't even make sense and it just gets you know tossed around and then you start saying it because everybody's saying it and then you're like what that doesn't even what does that even mean or it's not even biblical or it's not theologically sound or you got it from a hallmark card yeah things (laughs) that you just really yeah so i that was it was very foundational for me our time together in that season of life so then it could really I don't know, jumpstart me into <laughs> thinking for myself. Well, we, we need to be, um, we need to, as, as, as just as humans, as we grow, if we cease growing, um, there's never an arrival point. Paul says in Philippians that this one thing, I seek to know him more. I seek to know everything about him more that, I mean, it just, the different translations, the way Paul said that is just, it's, this is this one thing that I focus on. And I believe in mentorship that as a, as a mentor, I want people to know Christ more. Mm -hmm. And I've gone through evolutions myself. Um, there was an, there was a time in my life where I just wanted everybody to just have this wonderful rainbows and unicorn life. And I believe that the word, I know the word says in John 10, 10, that he came that we might have life Mm -hmm. and that life more abundantly. But in order to access and maintain that life, we must fight the good fight of faith. Right. Every day. Yeah. Every week. Mm -hmm. Every month. And we go from glory to glory. And so one thing that in my mentoring people that I had to really come to grips with is that there is trouble that comes into life. And my the, the greatest gift I can give the person I'm mentoring is like, okay, how are you going to do this? How are you going to take the word? How are you going to mm-hmm. take the short sword of the spirit mm-hmm. and getting close to the enemy yeah. who is right now rattling your chains? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what are... What do you need to do? What is, you know, how, yeah. how are we going to attack this? And um, just going through those difficult seasons. And, and you can have a difficult season at any time. I think when women are first married, the mm-hmm. first year, I was here the first year is the toughest. And I don't know if it was really tough for me. I know it was tough on Mike. <laughs> it 
<laughs> our first year was amazing. <laughs> Rainbows, butterflies. Yep, everything after. <laughs> it's been awesome. <laughs> but, I, you know, we go through that. There's always a challenge in the seasons, you know. Um, you've got a brand new little baby that, you know, you think you haven't figured out. And then the next nope. night, it's like, hey, yep. party, mom. Yeah. It's two. Yeah. Why aren't you up? <laughs> oh, now you are? Oh, yeah. The joys. And, you know, looking, you know, looking ahead, I was talking to a young mom the other day and she was real frustrated. And I just said, you know, 10 years from now, they're going to be on the soccer field and they're going to be doing stuff and they're Mm going to be out and you're going to be in a different season. And then 10 Mm -hmm. years after that, you're going to be a completely different season. No, he's never leaving the house. (laughs) He's never getting married. He'll always be mine. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, obviously, we need to have a conversation, don't we? <laughs> he's never growing up. He's going to stay a baby forever. And, yeah, he's, uh, what size is he in now? <laughs> anyway, so, but that, you know, we, we go through these seasons in our lives. Um, and I think that we need to have people. And, you know, mentorship can change, too. Mm-hmm. I think that you, I think, the again, and I want to go back to the local church thing, is that, God said, go to church. God said, meet regularly. God said, there's a fivefold ministry that is to raise the church up. So go to church, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. go to church regularly, be faithful, connect with people, find people that can lead you, um, find couples that can lead you in marriage, yeah. find couples that can, you know, uh, or, you know, if you're going through a time where you've got teenagers, one thing we said over our teenagers, you know, I, I hear like, well, they're going into mm. the rebellious years. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Rebellion in the Bible got kids killed in the Old Testament. Now, thankfully, my kids are thankful for Jesus. But the the thing is, you don't have to have rebellion in your house. It's true. And um, that, but but there are struggles when they go through those hormonal changes Mm -hmm. and they're in school and uh, other kids and everything. So there's different seasons of our life that we can bring others in and and ask for mentorship. Yeah. We had some great mentors. Someone asked me once, how did you get the kids you got? And my kids are not perfect, but they're amazing. They all love God. Um, none of them has committed a felony <laughs> yet. <laughs> um, they, you know, they all love God. They all seek to know God more. They've, n- they're not perfect, but in their imperfection, they seek to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that about, I loved, I was talking, you know, my daughter is, uh, my daughter and son-in-law work with Iris Global and they're down in Reading with the leadership down there. They're, they've lived in, you know, a couple of different countries and, and God's just moving and shaking and I get a grandbaby in August. Yay. And, but they're, but them and my oldest son and, and daughter-in-law, uh, they're doing multiple things in the area of music and But the coolest thing my son said to me the other day, he goes, yeah, I was in Starbucks and I saw this guy and I just felt like I was supposed to prophesy over Mm. him. Yeah. I don't care how you get your paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, um, some of my youngest son's best friends are homeless people. You know, he's got his buddies down in the park and they aren't, they aren't an outreach to him. They're, they're friends. And they, you know, he asked me the other day, he said, you were you down in the park and, did you see Greg? You know, cause I've been, you know, wondering how he's doing. I haven't seen him in a while. So yeah, 
Well, what I think you guys have done amazingly is you've made, you've just made it a way of life. It's not, you haven't separated church and home. You haven't separated ministry and how you parent. It's all the same. Like you just, you love people and you go after them and it doesn't matter where you're at and who you're with. It's just who you guys are. So that's what your kids have seen. And I think that's what they've inherited and have gone on and done the same. And so I think that's a really beautiful thing because they, I mean, I grew up over there. It was maybe a little more distinction and between ministry and labor. And it becomes, you know, like, yeah, culturally in the church, it was like, well, that's the job. That's the job. That's the work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that is the paycheck, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, I think you guys have done an amazing job and continue to, um, I don't know, just encourage others to make that just the way of life. There's no separation. It's just who we're supposed to be. We are. We're supposed to be making disciples. Jesus said that. Last thing he said was the most important thing, and that's what mentorship is. It's making disciples. My daughter challenged me the other day. Mom, what is a disciple? My definition is a disciple maker. You know, and I know that you are in the process of mentoring other Mm -hmm. young women Mm -hmm. as a lifestyle. Yeah. You know, and that, that is, I mean, that, that's, that's where it's at. The next generation, whenever I mentor someone, I always look beyond them. Mm. That may not sound like the nicest thing. Like (laughs) it's really not about you, (laughs) but it's the whole idea of a seed. Like you, you know, like you, you plant a seed and that seed's going to be replanted and replanted. And that's that beautiful you know, ripple effect of, of mentorship and of Mm -hmm. investment and of discipleship. I mean, that's how the church was started in Mm -hmm. the new Testament. I mean, so it makes sense that that would be the most effective and fruitful. It wasn't just about the 12. It was about turning them around. I say this to people now. I say, when I mentor someone and meet with someone, my goal is, is to turn them around and get them to focus on three others. Yeah. You know, yeah. and just say, if you could focus on three other people and raise them up. And I'm not talking about buddy-buddy friendship in the church. That's right. a whole different thing. Uh, I'm talking about really seeking people out that that need change in an area or are in a time of their life or in crisis. Mm-hmm. You happen to hit that crisis point when you were 18. Yeah. Um, but there are other, you know, or, 18, 19, 20, you know, you're, uh, but there, you know, reach out to people. I know that my daughter benefited greatly from mentors in her life. And one of them helped turn, helped her hear what God wanted Mm. her to hear. Mm -hmm. And that, and I remember the first time you had my daughter sing, (laughs) you know, and Scotty playing the drums. (laughs) He was so cool. (laughs) The cymbals were taller than him. (laughs) I love it. Um, but that, you know, and I, yeah, and I look at what we're doing, what what Mikey's doing on Tuesday nights, first stage down at Beer mm-hmm, at a Time mm-hmm. and letting those little kids, you know, young kids come up on the stage and play because mm-hmm. that's a part of mentorship too. Do you remember your first sermon? Oh my gosh, was that in Benjamin? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea what I talked about. I, I, yes, you, well, think about it. You wrote a song about it. Did I? Yeah, Anchor. The, the anchor about hope. Oh, good memory. <laughs> That's, Maybe I just tried to block it out because I was so nervous. I whenever I hear you sing that song, I always say to people, that was her first sermon that she That's preached. Right. And I have totally notes forgot. from it. It was very good. Oh, my gosh. 
That he's yeah, the anchor. I would have never thought in a million years I would ever preach. And that's something you made me do. <laughs> mentorship. That's just the byproduct of mentorship right there. Yep, pushing you out of the nest. Oh, you don't think you can fly? Well, I see wings. Good luck with that. Bye. Well, I think I've been thinking about how I think our relationship's so unique because it's not probably the norm or as common that, you know, how many years ago we started that and then over the years somehow we're able to reconnect and then move down. You know, it's not as common. And even within the last few years, you know, when we weren't as a as much a part of the house and we went mm-hmm. off and did some ministry and with some other churches and um I mean, we still stayed connected and it wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, things changed, like circumstances changed and maybe um, where we led uh, changed, but our relationship didn't. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty of, you know, I don't think when I started out and asked you to be my mentor, I thought, well, you'll still be my mentor, you know, <laughs> 20 years down the road. <laughs> but I mean, that's the beautiful thing is you just never know. And um, I think that I think that should be a model for mentorship. I really do. I mean, Mike and I, I know that we seek for that to be a model. You always know where home is. Yeah. You know, you you always know where home is. And as, you know, you've gone through some stuff, um, you've know where, you've known where to go home. Yeah. And um, I remember uh, a friend of mine, they went through a health crisis at one point and they had gone the real pivotal pivotal time in their life was going to Rama Bible Training Center in Tulsa, mm. Oklahoma. And the pastor we were under looked at this couple and said, you need to go home. And they went down to Cancer Research Centers of America, and they went to Rama Bible Training Center. Uh, just to, They went to the Rama Church. I mean, they went home, and that man who was giving a 20% chance of living is alive today. Oh so it's knowing where home is. Yeah. And so I think, you know... That's on you as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, you and James have stayed connected. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess I guess what Mike and I do is we make the people that we mentor, we make them family. Yeah. They're family. Yeah. And, you know, there's this big thing out there. Family looks different. Mm-hmm. Well, it can be for another topic, whatever. But anyway. <laughs> well, and it's so cool to see, you know, just this last weekend, you had one of your one of your kids from back in the day, you know. Oh, yeah. Reached a church. <laughs> and it's just kind of, I mean, full circle, like, or whatever you want to call it. But it, I mean, how cool is that? And he shared a story that you guys were completely unaware of, of how you impacted his life and story and a huge life change. And I mean, that's the thing. It's like you just you just do it. You don't say, well, this is who I'm mentoring and it's a, you check it off the list and you punch your card like it's a job or it's a, you know, you're doing it for Jesus and (laughs) you, it's just became a way of life. And then the fruit of that has been, you know, years and years down the road, you're seeing it come, come back. And how beautiful is that? Mm, How cool is that? Yeah, that was, that was a great, that was a great service. And I didn't know that story. A friend of ours, Samuel Duth, uh, spoke this weekend and told this story about and he said you know you and it was specifically about Mike and my husband is a as a big advocate of disciple making mentorship mm-hmm. and and you know we may not have written a lot of books about it we've just done it you yeah. know we've just we've just done <laughs> just it the best example <laughs> we try to do it over and over mm-hmm. again and I can say that there's a lot of relationships that are in our lives that have made us so rich and again 
for pastors, for anybody, you plan and basically orchestrate our women's retreat every year. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> and women's lives are changed. Yeah, awesome. Women are, and women are connected. Yeah. And uh, my 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 friend Tanya Hool is comes and speaks, and we just have figured out that we just have such a synergy that I'm not quite sure who you know if it's really about us or anybody else, but we it works really well. And, and she's another one of your kids. She and she is what I mean. <laughs> how true. crazy is that? That's true. She was in our youth group um, back in Chelan, and so I I just we just believe in this uh, Paul Timothy uh, raising people up and 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 creating disciples that make disciples and that can make other disciples and that live it out in their lives and uh that is a great that is a great legacy to have so i would say i think you are you guys do a great job of empowering and that's a part of that mentorship and disciple making because i I mean, I wouldn't have started a women's conference if I hadn't felt empowered because there's no way. <laughs> I just look back and I'm like, who even was I? <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. But I, you know, I had somebody in my corner cheering me on, empowering me and speaking truth and life and challenging me to get out and, and do the things that I feel called to do. And so if you didn't, if I didn't have that, yeah, I wouldn't. Oh yeah, Wouldn't that have done a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that and that was that has been again at our church, and, and that's another encouragement. If you're a pastor or a leader of a ministry, we have got to release the younger mm-hmm. generation to do what God has called them to do, and we need to listen to their wisdom. We need to they know things greater. I mean, I've I've got a young woman sitting to my left, and her name is Anna, and she's she's young, and she's uh, you know she's still in high school. Uh, but I listen to her, and she knows all this stuff about all this technology, and I'm just blank as they come. Incredible. <laughs> but releasing them yeah. to do their gifting. And there's yeah. a lot of, um, we don't want to control people. Yeah. And we've gone through some bumps in creating that, some bumps and r- rough roads, and you yeah. had to learn some stuff, and there yeah. were some things, some, yeah, you know. It's true. Uh, but you stayed in the boat. Uh, that's not the Peter thing. That's the, that's the Genesis <laughs> Noah. We heard that from Samuel this weekend. Go look that mm-hmm. up on the flood. They mm-hmm. stayed in the boat for seven days and it didn't rain, but you know, you, you stayed with it and man, we're just, we're going and growing and, uh, it's yeah. great. So, yeah, so there's, there's so many things about mentorship. So my, my conclusion is this, and I, Karin, I, I'm going to give my conclusion, but I want you to give your conclusion about if you were speaking to you again mm-hmm. you're 18 to 20 years old um what would you say about mentorship oh my gosh it's life-saving <laughs> i would say it's worth it's worth the putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and transparent and questioning things and challenging yourself um it's totally it's going to make you a better everything it's going to make you a better wife down the road it's gonna make you better mom, better leader, um, better listener. <laughs> I mean, all the things you need. And I think, yeah, it just goes, there's, it goes both ways. Like you have to be a willing, like I said, a willing participant. It's not just you show up and you're you talked at or um, mm-hmm. preached at. It's like, you got to show up and do the work. And um, something I always think about too, 
I think sometimes we can always be like looking for, looking for the answer, trying to find that person, you know, to be that thing for us. But something I love that Lisa Bevere says, who I like to follow, and she's somewhat of a mentor who writes mm-hmm. books and preaches. Yeah. She's incredible. Um, that she talks about her own story is that she looked around and she didn't have anybody to be necessarily that kind of mentor that she was looking for. So she just became that herself. Wow. And so some, that's totally stuck with me when I think about, man, who's who's somebody I could follow that's doing this? Because I feel like in the music world or in the ministry world or whatever I feel like I'm called to do, and I'm like, I don't see anybody else doing that. And that's mm-hmm. I tend to just gravitate towards well who can I follow who can I find that's already doing that so I can learn from them yes and there's been times where I'm like I don't see anybody doing this (laughs) and you know which is kind of scary I'm like I don't want to blaze trails (laughs) (laughs) yeah well careful what you say um so then you just gotta have to you know yet at times have to just become that you know if you're looking for something and you don't see it you just gotta be that for other people um, or just start blazing those trails on your own and just see that people are going to start to follow and gravitate towards you. And um, so, yeah, that's just something I would probably tell myself back then is like, like look inside yourself mm-hmm. too, you know, yeah. like there's definitely people God provides, but there's also a lot of stuff he's already put in you. And have cheerleaders. When you're a mentor, be a great cheerleader. Yeah. You know, don't expect the people to do what you want them to do. Um. You just you call know, out the golden people. Yes. Remind them who they are. Yep. And 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 cheer them on. A, a mentor being a great mentor is which I don't I don't I someday we'll get we'll get there, but being a great mentor means to cheer people on. It means um, taking the time. Yeah. It takes time yeah. out of your schedule to do for someone else. Yep. And we have time in America because we have automatic washing machines and dishwashers and crock pots. And we have, the, you know, we have things that save mm-hmm. us time. Let's use that time for building those things eternal. And that is people. We will not take into heaven anything but people. Mm, yep. And that's the so most true. important thing. So, so get out there. Find someone to mentor. Find, find a mentor. Blaze some trails. Do something you've never done. Mm-hmm. Get to church. There we go. Uh, thank you for listening today to our very first podcast. And special thanks to Karin. Karin, where can we find your music and oh everything gosh. else? Well, on the interweb, <laughs> karinhart.com, but also um, Facebook and Instagram, Karin Hart Music, uh, iTunes, Spotify, mm-hmm. Bandcamp. There you go. <laughs> You're everywhere. Just Google me. You're a big deal. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's great. And, and we are the house Northwest. We meet on Saturday nights. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us at www.houseNW.com on the web and, uh, be looking, uh, for just, yeah, just looking for more podcasts. We'll be getting this out more often. We're excited about that. And, uh, yeah, we'd love some feedback as well. So there we go. And Anna producer, director, And the one who kind of waves at us and tells us. She does it all. She does. She's amazing. We want to thank her as well. Let me, uh, I just want to pray before we go. Father, we thank you for the people that have listened to this. I thank you for the young women that are in this room and the, uh, the young women around them that they represent and the people that are listening. And I thank you, God, that, uh, this word will go through to someone and who knows 
uh, someone may step up and blaze a trail and and do something they've never done and yet uh, be a world-changing force in someone's life and therefore change the world. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen.